Hi, I'm Brian the Mad McNally, and I've always wanted a podcast. So here I am, finally doing it. This podcast isn't about anything in particular, but hey, I hope you enjoy. So uh, on this episode, Autumn and I are talking about Pokemon Concierge, which is a pretty fun show. Uh, in terms of like the quality of the show itself, I personally don't have much to say about it. I mean, I, it was actually, I'd say it's maybe a little better than I thought it was going to be. Um, like it's not, it's not aimed at children, even though it is appropriate for children is, was the kind of takeaway I got from it. How did you feel? Yeah, that's how I felt. Like it made some, um, observations that, you know, adults would make much more often than a child would. Um, but yeah, it's nothing that kids wouldn't like completely like misunderstand or it would get in the way of them enjoying it or anything. Yeah, something else too I also thought of right before we started recording is that if this had come out when we were kids, like when the Pokemon brand in America was still, um, at least as far as the anime was concerned, uh, was largely controlled by four kids and uh, Warner Brothers, I feel like the way this would have been released was like spliced together as like one movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> even, too, like, now, I was kind of wondering why Netflix didn't just do that. I mean, I guess, in, in some ways, too, I do think it is worth it to be more, like, faithful to the uh, to the source material to also just present it in the same way, too. But also felt like it would have been a little bit more of a digestible one-hour uh, uh, film um, if they had spliced it all together as one, uh, one thing, because... Yeah, without the credits and everything, I think it's it's a little less than an hour. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because yeah, each episode is about like 20 minutes. Yeah. Again, but that's with credits. Yeah, the only one I will say quality-wise didn't work for me was the very last episode. It's still a very good episode, but it also kind of felt like the character development she had at that point was like, hmm, I feel like I'm missing like six episodes here. Yeah, it just was kind of sudden and boom. And again, it's like, yeah, we know this is where it was going to go, but I don't know. It just seems like we're missing some pages of this chapter here. I don't I don't know where we're going with this. Yeah, but but the first thing that made me think like, oh, this is a Pokemon show that was made for our generation was like just the very beginning where she has all these things to stress about. Like the very first thing she mentions that is that her boyfriend broke up with her. It was a tragic like six year relationship. He broke up with her over text. I remember looking at that because I was like, Jesus Christ, that's so real. Whoever wrote that was very personally hurt. Yeah, and then so then Haru uh, gets a job at uh, Pokemon Resort, which sounds like it could also be um, like in some future Pokemon game, like the uh, daycare equivalent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe like you spend a little bit more extra money and then your your Pokemon can gain extra XP there more more than they would at a daycare or something like that. I don't know. Sounds like anyways, <laughs> it, it does sound like like uh, it's a, a thing that could be incorporated because to me, this also did kind of feel like a day in the life of a Pokemon NPC. <laughs> yeah, I just I've mostly just had some things I, I wanted to comment on about this show. Yeah, I don't really have any really deep thoughts about this show. It was just kind of nice to just kind of look at the animation and uh, yeah, I, I didn't really have anything I wanted to 
really say i might react to something you say i don't know yeah well uh first off to me i thought it was kind of interesting it shows how far the uh the pokemon uh franchise has come as a brand that they could do a series like this that is just kind of low-key and, and like i said kind of more uh mature because this, this is something to I, I there's like been so many fan fictions i feel like this series uh, like this show that i've just been like a slice of life but in the pokemon uh world because <laughs> uh, nothing in the that happens in the show is really all that exciting um and in fact it kind of reminded me a lot of the uh the short films that would play before a lot of the movies oh yeah like because yeah those typically were like the pokemon for what I remember, though, like, I think the first couple of them were, like, the Pokemon are somehow going to some sort of, like, resort or relaxation. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, I remember, too, one of the the things I didn't want to comment on, though, was the character design uh-huh. in this show uh, is, like, when they're side by side with the Pokemon in, in this claymation style, it works. And, and by the way, too, I, I love the claymation, that kind of felt look that all the Pokemon have, even ones that like would traditionally have like a more rocky look like Graveler. It's just, you know, to keep in inconsistent with the, the animation style. They all have that like like that lovely felt. Yeah. Uh, kinda like in uh uh Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah. I I think it was the first Pokemon that made me like, oh my gosh. I think it was like an Emolga that I saw. I was like, oh look at how cute. It's so fuzzy. Yeah, that that also also does remind me too of something I was thinking about before we were we started recording. We talked about this how I think this show in total, like the amount of Pokemon, might be less than um, than in Pokemon Snap, which is only sixty three Pokemon, <laughs> which I only remember because people talk about how it's a shame that they didn't get to sixty four Pokemon. But yeah, I don't I don't know that it's even like forty Pokemon. <laughs> Probably not. They have the same Pokemon for most of the episodes over and over again. I think it was like a Panseer, Sibi, uh, no, the, well, the, the three elemental monkeys, Magneton, no, fucking, I can't remember. Never mind. Never mind. Abort, abort, never mind. Um, but you also, too, you commented on something interesting, which is perhaps when this show went into production, because, yeah, I don't think it has any Pokemon from the past, uh, for maybe the past uh, two generations, maybe even three generations, because the the oldest, or I mean the uh, the most current Pokemon that I saw was the Dedede, mm-hmm. and that was an X and Y. I didn't see any Pokemon past X and Y. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. And uh, I mean, they tried to mention uh, a Mimikyu, but that was uh, a character just saying it. There was no like showing of a Mimikyu, and even the drawings, like they did draw any like more current pokemon yeah but the, the character designs of uh going back to that um yeah they look what, what looks so odd about them at least to me is that like because even in the pokemon anime uh it wasn't exactly the ken sugimori artwork uh-huh. but you could kind of feel like like how it evolved from that but in this like especially if you imagine these these um claymation models in 2d they look more um they look more like American art style, especially the one character that is the head of the hotel, uh, Miss Watanabe. Yeah. Who I think might also have the largest breasts I've ever seen <laughs> on a Pokemon character. <laughs> she has a very uh, motherly design. 
I don't know. There's going to be people that are going to try to make comparisons. <laughs> but I, I think I agree. I don't think I've seen any other character that has that sort of figure. The other weird thing to me, too, was also... Um, because, like, growing up, because we grew up uh, in the generation of, like, a lot of four-kid animes, and even Funimation would do this, too, where, like, they would change uh, the names of some of the characters, like, more Americanized names that they thought, um, you know, uh, English speakers would be able to remember. Um, and then, you know, a little bit after that, though, it's it starts to kind of get a little bit more used to, like, seeing, like, characters with, like, particularly as it pertains to this show, like, red hair and stuff like that with Japanese names. Like, because in anime, it's just like, yeah, it's nothing, of course. They have, like, a weird orange hair, and then some characters have, like, a naturally pink hair because they're anime characters. Right. But in this, it just felt kind of weird and jarring because they look so Western <laughs> that, like, Haru doesn't look like an anime character as much as she looks like a white girl to me. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just looks weird that like, oh, this white girl looking character has a Japanese name. And it was the same thing with Watanabe too. Because <laughs> um, then the other two uh, characters on the island that work at the resort, which was another thing too, it seemed like uh, there's a missed opportunity to introduce us to more staff as well if they'd had more episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, their names are Alyssa and Tyler, which are just fairly common Western names. But uh, yeah, the only other thing I, I wanted to kind of comment on, though, is that I also thought it was interesting. Um, th this just comes from me as being someone that uh, studied PR and advertising. I thought it was interesting that they didn't use the typical Pokemon font for this for this show. Yeah, and it wasn't even in like. Like, the font wasn't even in yellow. Like, they kept it a white, too. Like yeah. Cells don't even try to use, like, the color at all, either. Like, yeah. I know the font's a bit more important, but still. Yeah. Yeah. No, too. Just just that says a lot about how, like, wow, they really can just uh, kind of trust that this people are going to watch this more on the Pokemon name. And uh, just, just also, too, to tell people that, like, oh, this is something very different from what you're used to seeing with the battling and stuff like that. Because even something like Detective Pikachu, which... Uh, kind of established that like outside of the city where the story is set there is still like the typical pokemon world that uh the people who grew up with the anime and playing the video games are familiar with yeah and it's the same thing here too but like even even in um i remember in detective pikachu there's a thing about how like they had the whole underground battling ring and stuff like that and and even just to the way that movie works out with all the action and stuff like that it feels like it warranted having that classic pokemon logo there whereas here it, it seems like they changed the uh changed the um the the logo and the font to kind of reflect the more relaxed attitude of this yeah but uh yeah that's just about all i had to say about the show yeah i just liked watching it it was just really nice to watch it wasn't anything too deep and sometimes you just kind of need a little kind of just comfort yeah, they also too. I I do like how ever since Pokemon Generations, they have been willing to do these more um, uh, experimental short series. And I'm actually kind of interested in checking out the upcoming um, Pokemon anime that's based on uh, on Scarlet and uh, Violet, just because it's not going to be about Ash anymore. <laughs> And I am kind of curious too if they're going to um, use that as an opportunity to like. Obviously, it's still going to be aimed at kids. But to mature it up at least enough that they would have like more of a running plot and and kind of developing the characters in the world. If if they do at least that, I think I might watch it. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see something like that. Yeah, because I actually, too, I remember you and I, I think we watched the first episode or maybe just the first few minutes of it, but on the Pokemon TV app on the Switch, I also wanted to watch the um, the tie-in anime to uh, uh, Pokemon Arceus. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, maybe we didn't watch that one together then. But yeah, I, I, or maybe I watched a little bit of it and thought, like, oh, I want to watch it with Autumn later, so. Oh, okay. I'm going to willing to i would like to believe it was the last one yeah because yeah because has this like really interesting opening where it talks about how how like man and pokemon must live separately from one another and it's got a very like feudal ancient japan feel to it um, oh, okay yeah i don't remember saying that yeah very like very different from the kind of bombastic anime almost as if they're like Hayao miyazaki directed a pokemon episode oh interesting yeah, um, but uh, Pokemon God series though definitely definitely worth checking out if only because too it's only like an hour of your life so <laughs> so it's, it's a very charming hour uh, way to spend your life a very charming hour of your life. Peace. Hi, if you're listening to this, it means you haven't skipped over to another podcast yet. Since you're here, I might as well ask you to subscribe to your podcast player of choice. And leave me a review on iTunes if you'd be so kind. My intro and outro has been Break Time by Roa. Check the link in the description to find more of their copyright-free content. This week's cover art is... Pineapple Pokemon, generated in Night Cafe.